0: You got this. Adidas. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day. Every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giulio. Welcome on in WIP Daily, Joe Gillio, with you. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check it out, subscribe there. We'll put up a ton of videos the rest of this week. And of course, leading into Monday night, the playoff game between the Eagles and the Buccaneers. All right, now that a day has passed here, a day or so, since the Eagles' you know, embarrassment in MetLife against the Giants and the fallout of the end of this regular season... What's top of mind for me today, and, and I don't, again, this is just going to be guesses. It's just my guesses and my, my feel on what Jeff Lurie might be thinking. Because ultimately, we could have all these conversations, all these takes on Nick Sirianni, the Eagles coaching staff, what they're doing, what they're not doing, what the future should hold, all that. The only opinion that really matters here, and that will dictate the future of the Eagles, is Jeff Lurie. I mean, he, he's going to make a choice at the end of the season whether he moves forward with this head coach or whether he does not. And I think it is really interesting to think about where this franchise is right now and what might be in Lurie's head. So I just jotted down some some ideas that I think could be top of mind for Jeff Lurie. Like if I if you said Joe, you had to guess. And, you know, going to take a piece of paper out and he's going to write down the seven or eight things that are on his mind right now that that he will mull over as he tries to figure out if he's going to keep Nick Sirianni and if he still believes in his head coach. What do you think those factors might be? Like, what do you think is actually on the top of his mind right now? So, So here's what comes to mind, what I think Jeff Lurie's thinking and why I truly do believe Nick Sirianni is on the hot seat and will be on the hot seat. And it'll be red hot. And in fact, I believe he'll be out of here if the Eagles do not take down the Buccaneers next Monday night in the playoff game. All right, the first one, and this is one I think we're all feeling, but I certainly believe Jeff Lurie's feeling it, is the Eagles are about to waste a year in a Super Bowl window. These windows do not stay open for long. It is the NFL. You know, you go back to 2012, 2013, 2014 with the Seattle Seahawks, with Russell Wilson, with the Legion of Boom, with Pete Carroll. And the and it felt like that window was going to stay open a long time. And it really didn't. It started to shut about 2015. They had about a four-year run where their window was open. They got to two Super Bowls. They won one. That's their legacy. And then it deteriorated from there. They stayed decent. They stayed afloat. They became like a 10-win team. They, became, you know, they were a playoff team. They weren't really significantly a Super Bowl favorite or contender after that. So it lasted about four years. And the Eagles now have, you know, whether or not you count 2021 as the beginning of their window when they made the playoffs or you started last year, we're either in year three or we're in year two. So if we just use Seattle as just one example, there's either one or two years left of this window and then it will close. That's the way the NFL works. Now, it doesn't mean they can't reopen another one. It doesn't mean the whole thing is doomed forever. But that's the way the NFL works. Let's look at the Eagles window with Doug Peterson. It opened in 2017. Boom, they won it. It stayed open in 2018. It stayed relatively open. They did have a home playoff game in 2019. But that was it. It was a three-year window. In fact, it really felt like a two-year window because when they walked off the field after Alshon dropped the ball in 2018, they never got back to a divisional round. That group, and then by 2020, it was the team was dead, and they were changing coaches and changing quarterbacks. So the windows in the NFL do not stay open for long. I think back to what the Denver Broncos did with John Fox, where John Fox was a decent coach. You know, he got to a playoff with Tebow. next year they bring in peyton manning and they are really good next year they go to a super bowl and they lose to the seattle seahawks and they come back the next year and they go 12 and 4 and they lose in their first playoff game to andrew luck and john fox is out super bowl appearance next year 12 and 4 lose the first playoff game john fox is out Because the Broncos' ownership at that point realized our window is closing. We need to put the right coach in here right now to win the Super Bowl. Otherwise, this thing's going to collapse. And they haven't been in the playoffs since they won that Super Bowl. I mean, if they were correct in their assessment, now the fact they couldn't figure it out since then is embarrassing on their part. But windows close fast. And you cannot waste years of windows. And you especially can't waste the next year after wasting a year. That would be next year for the Eagles. All right. Second thing I believe Jeff Lurie is mulling As we talk about the Eagles And what's going on here with this football team And and where to go And specifically the head coach And his future here I believe Jeff Lurie is mulling And considering the fact that his biggest investment His prize investment Has gone backwards Has anyone looked at Jalen Hurts' statistics This season Where he ended the year And I understand he was dealing with a knee injury and I understand, you know, he, he probably battled and played some weeks. Maybe he shouldn't in the Seattle game. But the bottom line is over 17 weeks, you're going to have your big statistical weeks. You're going to have your bad ones. And they should even out. And after 17, I think it's a pretty good picture of the, of the season you had. And Jalen Hurts finished this year 20th in the NFL in passer rating. His passer rating was under 90. After being over 100 last year, it was under 90. Jeff Lurie's biggest investment, the biggest investment the Eagles have ever made in a player, well, that investment, that player went backwards this year. So if I'm Jeff Lurie, and if I put myself in Jeff Lurie's head, I believe Lurie is is upset about that because of two things. One, you can't win in the NFL if your quarterback, you you know, you can't win at a super high level if your quarterback is not playing at a high level, and Jalen Hurts has not played at a high enough level this year. His decision-making has gone backwards. His health is an issue, but that's, that's beyond the coach's fault. That's health is health. But the other thing I think has got to be top of mind is we just went through this. There's got to be some PTSD from the Carson Wentz era where they paid the quarterback as soon as they could. And he went backwards. And then they couldn't figure that out. They couldn't get him back to he. They never put him back to where he was. And a lot of that was on Carson. Some of it was on them. But they never were able to, as a, as a franchise, with all their resources, m- get Carson back to the level they paid him to be at. And if I'm Jeff Fleury, I can't let that happen again. I just cannot let it happen to the point where it happens again. So I'm going to do everything in my power to fix Jalen Hurts and to get him back to playing at a very high level. Not for four or five games not against a couple bad defenses, for a full season. That's going to be my number one objective. I think that's got to be very, very high. Top of mind for Jeff Lurie. Another thing I think Lurie's looking at and thinking about is his offense has regressed. You know, Jeff Lurie's an offensive guy. He knows the NFL's an offensive league. Now, I do think we and the Eagles have underrated defense to the point where we, we pretend it's not that big of a deal. It is. The Eagles are bottom three in points allowed. They're, they're a bottom three defense in the league right now. It's why they have a very, very small chance to do anything significant in the postseason. They, they, because their defense stinks. And it stunk for the entire season. I, I said in October, this is not a Super Bowl championship defense. And, and people got all upset. It's not even close. It's not even close. And, and they have, what they've done now is they, they have made enough mistakes on defense to where it's bad. But the offense is where this franchise believes, and, and rightfully so, that you have to have year in, year out. It's the more sustainable unit. You could fix defenses fast. They go bad fast. But you could fix them fast. Offenses need to be sustainable. Passing games are sustainable year in, year out. It's why the Cowboys have been good for a while, the Chiefs have been good for a while, while well, the Patriots were good for a long, long, long time. Really excellent, efficient passing games. And the Eagles passing game and their offense just in general has gone backwards. That would worry me if I'm lower. Has The league caught up to my scheme. Is this Chip Kelly all over again? Where it looked great for a little bit, but when the league caught on, it it's it fell fast. I believe that's. Got to be near the top of Jeff Lurie's mind And they got to ask hard questions to Nick Sirianni I mean, Sirianni often likes to say He doesn't call the plays, but this is his offense Well, what happened? What has gone on with your offense To where it's this disjointed? And some of it is, you know, statistical They're down from last year But a lot of it is turnovers And is that because the quarterback is making poor decisions? The players are turning the football over In really, you know, unfortunate moments or does it mean and is it because there's not answers for the quarterback and, and he's making mistakes because he, he doesn't see what's in front of him? He's not, he's not being coached well enough. I don't know the answer, but I believe deep down Jeff Lurie's wondering this and thinking about it and needs to find a way to get this solved. You know, here's another thing I think Lurie's got to be thinking. His head coach does a call place, and that's not what he hired him to do. He hired him as a play caller. And then in the midst of a season— He stopped calling the place, and the team turned it around, and the team had a magical year last year. So obviously, no one was going to mess with all of this. But as we've seen this year, when when your head coach, who's an offensive guy, doesn't call plays, you are at the mercy of the coordinator shuffle. And I think it's one of the worst places to be in the NFL, coaching perspective-wise, unless you are a top-notch, and I mean a top-notch CEO, the way a Mike Tomlin is, the way a John Harbaugh is And let's just be real Nick Sirianni's not in those guys class As a CEO, as a motivator As a game manager, as a preparer He's not in their class So when you think about having the CEO coach You're at the mercy of the coordinator shuffle Which means if you have a good one Shane Steichen, they're going to take him Someone's going to take him, make him a head coach And you got to help you find the next one And if you keep getting it wrong Or you get it wrong Well you're at the mercy of, of having the wrong guy and having a bad offense. So I I mean it's it's pretty clear the best way to have sustained sustainability in the NFL is to have a play caller, an offensive play caller your head coach. I you think the 49ers owner worries about their offense? It doesn't matter if it's Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, you or me playing quarterback. They have Kyle Shannon. It doesn't matter who their coordinator is, Mike McDaniel there with the run game, or whoever, LaFleur, all the guys that have been in and out. It doesn't matter. They have Kyle Shanahan. Their offense will work. The same thing with the Rams. And they've lost guys over the years. Kevin O'Connell left to go become the coach of the Vikings. The Rams work because of Sean McVay. That's what the Eagles and Lurie thought they were getting in Nick Sirianni. And the fact that we're at the end of the year three and the guy either can't or won't or is afraid or doesn't think he should do it, call him plays, hurts the Eagles. If I'm Jeff Lurie, that's on my mind. Like, this isn't really the right path to sustainability I also think he's got to be looking around the league and saying the league is ahead of the Eagles specifically with motion the fact the Eagles are, are so far at the bottom motion NFL and I'm watching every team around the league run a ton of motion very successfully getting their guys open getting their guys in space it would bother me to no end the Eagles have been a team under Jeff Lurie that wants to be ahead of the curve not behind it not chasing the curve Ahead of the curve. It's the way they do things in their front office, contracts, drafting, position value. They're ahead of the curve in almost everything, except right now on the field, they're behind the curve. And the last thing, if I'm Jeff Fleury, and I'm factoring this in as I make a, a decision on Nick Sirianni in about a week, is the path is only and I'll put it this way, likely only gonna get harder in the NFC. Last year, the C's parted to a degree. To where the Bucks came down fast after the Brady after Brady left. The Packers fell fast with Rodgers' decline. The Rams fell fast off a Super Bowl because of injury. But look at the NFC now compared to a year ago. And, and just think about where this is going, okay? So, number one, 49ers are not going anywhere. The Cowboys are not going anywhere. They're, they've been a good team for years now. They have more sustainability than we like to... Um, you know, acknowledge. So they're not going anywhere, okay? The Detroit Lions are on the rise. They may lose their offense, according Johnson. That's a big deal. But they're on the rise with a lot of young players, a good quarterback, and an improving defense that will just get better as those guys get a little bit older and they add more. The Lions are going nowhere, okay? The Rams are beginning their second phase of contention now with Sean McVay, with Puka Nakua, and with Kyron Williams, and Kobe Turner. So they're, they're, kinda, they're, they're going in their second phase. They're going to be a good team. The Green Bay Packers have the youngest offense to ever make the playoffs. Jordan Love looked better than Jalen Hurts this year. There's a real chance the Packers, when they fix that defense, get a new coordinator, a couple players, are going to be a true Super Bowl contender next season. So Lions, Packers, Cowboys, 49ers, Rams. I just listed five teams that are not going anywhere. Let's throw this in. The Washington Commanders, we could laugh all we want. They have an owner now that we know at least has a pulse on how to put smart people and pay smart people, like a Daryl Morey or, you know, a, a Nick Nurse. Like, the, the fact that he hired Bob Myers yesterday should not be lost on us. The, the Commanders are going to finally put some competent people in place. And if Bill Belichick goes there and they draft Drake May, watch out. Watch out! They, the NFC East won't be a two-team division forever. It's going to even back out, and it wouldn't shock me if Josh Harris and Washington, you know, become a little bit more capable. The Chicago Bears have a ticket to to fix their team with a generational potential generational quarterback at Caleb Williams, and then get something for, for Justin Fields. They and and a defense that got really good as the year went on. They could be good quickly here. So I, I'm just reeling off NFC teams. The path is not going to be easy forever it was easy last year got a little bit trickier this year but still kind of a you know blah nfc it's not going to be like that forever and jeff flurry's got to know that and make decisions to maximize the window and sustainability those are the things i think jeff flurry's thinking and it's why i think nick siri is on the hot seat right now appreciate everyone listening subscribing following wip daily we'll talk soon big big week here in philadelphia sports